welcome to the Gathering Church Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. For more info about The Gathering, you can check out thegathering.online. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Amen. Again, thanks for being here today. We are going to continue a sermon series called Stress Tested. Stress Tested. Last week, we, we had Mother's Day. And didn't, didn't Shanna do an awesome job? Did anybody think she did a good job? I tried to get her to come back up here, do it, do it second parters, preach again. She's like, no, 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 I'm taking a break. I need, I need a couple weeks off, a couple months off maybe. Uh, but she did a great job talking about no experts here, right? You, you can have moments where you feel like you're doing everything right. You can have moments where you feel like you can't do anything right. There's not an expert here. No one is perfect. And the week before last, we had a message called Catch your breath. We talked about taking a moment to slow down and just breathe. We looked at what the Bible says about the breath of God. Today we're going to continue to learn how we can beat stress in our life with a second part called give me a break. Give me a break. You know, maybe you remember the old Kit Kat commercial, right? Give me a break. It's not Fancy Feast. If you're an Office fan, maybe you know that reference. Give me a break of that. Give me a uh, Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. But we all look forward to breaks as a moment we can disregard work, right? We can get away from our job, the busyness. But we don't want to just look at a break and rest as time off of work. But most importantly, how we can be recharging, be ready for the work that God has for us. Because the work that you do is important. I want to make sure you understand this first before we talk about rest. Time off will not heal when the problem is actually how you view your time spent on. Because the Bible says, whatever you do, work as unto the Lord, not unto man. Whatever you do, we're meant to glorify God in what we do. And you might say, well, that's easy for you to say, Matt. You, you work at a church Praying and preaching, that's easy to glorify God with that. I'll have you know that before I worked at a church, I worked at another holy establishment. Another place that would make you pray. Pray that you would not be sick and die after eating. I'm talking about Taco Bell. I used to work at Taco Bell for five years through high school and college. And I would make the tacos as fast as I could because, first of all, I enjoyed working and, and doing things fast. But I, I wanted to be a good example of a good employee there. I wanted to be a good example of what a Christian worker should look like. And my coworkers, they knew about my faith. They, they knew I believed in God, and that spurred on some very interesting conversations with coworkers. And they knew what I believed, and, and generally speaking, they wanted to work with me because I was a good worker. I was going to work well alongside them. I wasn't sitting on the, in the back on my phone or eating an old empanada. I was working hard to be a good demonstration, a good example of a Christian worker. And rest is not just 24 hours away from your place of work, right? We need to be able to rest on our downtime in order to work effectively when we have to be on. In fact, I think a lot of times the quality of your rest will determine the quality of your work. Again, rest is not 24 hours away. It's how do we spend those hours recharging? 
Sure, you can lay in bed all day on your day off. You can sit there staring at your phone, but that's not exactly going to recharge you, right? It's not going to inspire you. In fact, it's probably going to make you like dragging, getting ready for work the next day because you didn't actually take time to recharge. So how do we rest? Why do we rest? Why do we take five and say, someone give me a break? We're going to start today, just like we did two weeks ago. We're going to go back to the beginning of time in Genesis and see how it was modeled. Let's bring up on the screen Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And first of all, don't you love where these TVs are? Are these good? Are these better? Good. <laughs> a little bit, if you're in the front row, you're like at the movie theater a little bit, so I'm sorry about that, but hopefully you can see it all right. All right, Genesis chapter 2, here it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Isn't it incredible to think about that the seven-day week cycle that we have lived under our entire life started back in the beginning in Genesis? There have been times where the world has tried to change it Maybe if you're a history buff, you know this, but there was a time where they tried to make it a 10-day cycle, but it has reverted back to seven days, all because God put us on a seven-day week cycle from the beginning. God created our seven-day week cycle, and he demonstrated rest for us here. Do you think that God rested after all his work because he was just too exhausted? You know, he could barely stand. He's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm toast. No, we know God is all-powerful, right? He is full of capability, ability, so why did he rest? He rested to model it for you and me. To demonstrate that you and I, we need rest. This is what we need to do. He's saying you need to take time to rest weekly. If you just go, 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 the rest that you need will produce higher levels of stress. You just go, 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 no, no stress, you don't take a break, you're just gonna continue to get more and more stressed out. Number one point this morning, very simply said, no rest leads to more stress. It's a simple equation. It's an inverse relationship between your rest and your stress. Rest goes up, your stress can go down. Your rest goes down, your stress can go up. Because when you don't take time to rest, you put more stress, you put more strain on you, physically, mentally. Think about physically. There's a reason why football players play one game per week. They have to take time to recover after their game from the beating that they've taken during those games. There's a reason why, for the football fans in here, there's a reason why it's challenging for a team to play Sunday and then have a short week of rest if they play a Thursday night game. That's why a lot of people would say the Thursday night games are not good because the quality of football is down because they have less time to rest, recover, and strategize. Think about mentally. Do you make better decisions when you've had eight hours of sleep and a day off or when you've worked 10 days in a row? What are your thought process, right? You're not thinking the same way. You're not thinking as clearly when you keep working and working and working. We are given a seven-week cycle, 
and a demonstration that we should rest from our work. Vacations are great, but one day per week rest is more important than a week off every four to six months. In fact, I think if we don't rest once a week, we're going to need that vacation more and more. We're encouraged to rest. And and I'm not just saying rest whenever. Just drop your work whenever you feel like you need a rest, you need a day off. No, you've got work that needs done. You've got a quota to hit. You have goals to be accomplished. Notice notice what it said in verse 2. It says God finished his work and rested. He completed his task And then he took a rest. Not he had a list to do. He stopped right in the middle of creating all the animals. No, he got it all done. Look back to the very last verse of of chapter 1, Genesis 1.31. It says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. God finished his work. He did it with excellence. He said, I've made this, and it's really good. You know, I've created the sunrise, the sunset, and it's beautiful. I've created man and woman, and they're going to be a lot of fun. I've created cows, and they're going to be delicious to eat for steak. I'm sorry to the vegetarians. Delicious cows. God made all of it. He he made everything, and then he took a rest. You and I have work to do. We're to do our work, and then, then we get to rest. When you work well, you can rest well. I don't know about you, but I hate trying to take a rest when I know there's still a lot of things left undone, right? You can't really sit down. You know the house is still dirty. You're like, I can't rest when my house is like this. For me, my my day off is typically Thursday or Friday. And I want to get my message written on Wednesday so that I'm not thinking about it the rest of the day when I'm trying to rest on Thursday. I know a lot of you think I only work on Sundays, and that's not true. That's hurtful. Just kidding. (laughs) No, I try to take Thursday off because then the hard work is done. There's no right or wrong way for sure, but different pastors do different things. I know some people take off, their their day off is Monday for a pastor. It can kind of make sense, right? You just had a big day on Sunday. You want to rest on Monday. But think about it. Then you're working Tuesday through Sunday. Your last day right before your rest is on Sunday kind of one of the busier days, the bigger days to be ready. Like for you, if you work a Monday through Friday, how often on Friday are you like amped up to to go to work? You might be ready to go to work just to get it done, but let's be honest, like you might be taking an extra long lunch break, right? You might be kind of checking out by Friday as much as you can, right? Anybody willing to admit that? You're better when you have your rest and when the job is done. And listen, I I know the job is never completely done, right? We, We always have more things to accomplish, There's a never-ending to-do list, but that's where you have to be careful and put boundaries and and have a protecting yourself from workaholic and and those tendencies. you got to find a good spot, an appropriate stopping point. Let me show you one more thing. I've been too busy telling what God didn't do that day, how he didn't work, that I forgot to show you what he did do on that day of rest. Look at Genesis 2-3. It says, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God blessed the day and made it holy. 
What does that mean? He blessed it and made it holy. Another word for making it holy is he sanctified it. The second point this morning is you need to bless your rest. Bless your rest. God blessed it and he sanctified it for you and me. He blessed it and sanctified it so that we can enter the rest of the day that God has blessed. I was thinking, and here's something I want you to be thinking about. What are some ways that your day off, your Sabbath, you can bless it and you can sanctify your day? How can you set apart your day in some way to honor God? Because remember, it's important how we rest, right? The quality of our rest will determine the quality of our work. If your day off is spent in front of the TV or on your phone, that's not very restful. There's a reason you go back on Monday not feeling energized, not feeling motivated, because you haven't unplugged. You haven't spent time focusing on God. Now, you can enjoy a movie or a TV show on your day off, be on your phone, of course, but what are some ways that you can honor God on your day off? First of all, I think it would be important to pause and simply bless the day. Bless your day just like God did. Say a prayer of blessing over your day. It doesn't have to be anything formal or official. Just taking a moment at the beginning to say, God, thank you for this day off. Whether it's beautiful outside or it's raining gallons, whatever it is, thank you for this time. Help me to focus in on your voice, to clear my head, and use this day as you want me to. Just something simple like that, right? Help me to remember you throughout this day. There, there's a simple start. That's a simple start. And what, what are some other ways? I'm trying to be practical for you today, okay? Maybe you spend some time outside if it's a beautiful day. You know, acknowledging God's creation. We have a great day today out there. Maybe you spend more time in his word. You read an extra chapter of the Bible. Maybe you read a chapter of a book that you've been wanting to pick up for a while and, and try to grow and educate yourself. Maybe, check this out, maybe you take a moment and take communion at your house. You know, you, you don't have to be at church to take communion. Jesus didn't say, do this in remembrance of me on Sundays at the church. He said, do this. Take these elements in remembrance of me. You can do it with a, with a little bit of orange juice and a wrist cracker. Just taking a moment to say, God, thank you. I acknowledge the sacrifice you made sending your son to the cross for me. Maybe you take some time on that day off, just enjoying time with family and friends, playing games. You know, there are times that I've sat down with God saying, God, what do you want me to do today? And he said, I want you to get up and go spend time with your wife. Okay, simple. I, I can do all those things. I can do everything, many others, out of the blessing and the sanctification that God has given me on a day of rest. How can you bless and sanctify a day off? How can you make it holy? And you might say, Matt, I'm glad it's easy for you to take a day off. I'm glad it's easy for you with your schedule, but you don't have my schedule, okay? You don't know what it's like to have a house full of five kids and four dogs and three gerbils. My, my, Sabbath, my Sabbath is going into the bathroom, locking the door, and praying that no one bothers me for just five minutes. That's my Sabbath. For some of you, that might be true. I, I want to be honest with you. A Sabbath is not always an easy day for me either. In fact, and this is still a sore spot. This is still a fresh wound for me. Because this past Thursday... 
I had probably the worst Sabbath I think I've ever had. Very frustrating day. I went to go out and mow the lawn, and I'm not exactly great with like engines and that type of stuff, you know? And uh, I was trying to do an oil change for the first time. I was trying to, you know, be manly, like, yeah, I can do this. I got this. And I did everything, all the hard parts right. I promise you, I, I did every step. I looked at probably two hours worth of YouTube videos to figure this out. And when I was putting it back together, I didn't put the filter on correctly. It's just a simple Titan, you know, situation. I thought it was fine. I touched it. I'm like, yeah, it's good. I started up, start going to mow. Notice there's a massive oil spill all across. And my engine is shut off. It's locked up. I'm out there for five hours trying to fix I know everybody's like, oh, no, oh, no. Yes, that's how I felt. That was on my Thursday. <laughs> I'm out there for five hours. I'm getting burnt. I get the push mower out. I'm starting to push mow the lawn. Not everybody's Sabbath is a great day. Shanna's like, this was a horrible day for us. <laughs> it was not a good day, guys. Not everybody has a restful day. Okay, I got to get back to my notes here. I can imagine that it doesn't look the same for everyone. Not everyone has the same schedule. But the day off can be any day off. I want to make sure we know Sabbath does not equate to Sunday. You know, we're in the Bible that says your Sabbath has to be a Sunday. If you happen to work a Monday to Friday, you know, nine to five job, here, here's what I'd recommend if you can. Make one of those two days, Saturday and Sunday, that you have off. Make one of them a work day off. You know, mow the grass, gr go grocery shopping, take the kids wherever they got to go, and, and try to lighten up your other day off to be as light as possible, that you can rest the most. You know, you, you actually have to work harder on your days of working in order to rest more on your day off. It might mean you have to take a, a late night grocery store shop or get up early to do cleaning on another day. Shannon will attest to this. If I can on a Wednesday when I get home and I want to take the full day off Thursday, I'll go clean the bathrooms Wednesday night at 10 p.m. so that I can enjoy the whole day Thursday. That's right, I clean the bathrooms. It's the kind of man I am with the house, okay? I mentioned, thank you, thank you, hold your applause at the end. I mentioned the word Sabbath a minute ago. And if you don't know what Sabbath is, it was a term in the Old Testament used for a day of rest. The Hebrew word used in Genesis for rest was Shabbat. Shabbat. It means to cease, to desist. It means to stop. Rest requires stopping. You have to stop in order to rest, right? That should be common sense, but we have to completely detach from something in order to experience the rest. That means trying not to touch your email, not to look at your voicemail on your day off. How many is guilty of that? I, I shouldn't have looked at that. Why, I'm, why am I texting that? Why am I taking this call? I should not be taking this call. You have to stop. You have to cease in order to experience full rest. And sometimes it's actually really hard to take a break when things are going so well. Success might be the biggest risk to risk. I'm going to say that again. Success could be the biggest risk to rest. Because when you have success and things are going well and you get that dopamine hit from your work and you just want to keep going and going, but rest requires stopping. Because when you don't rest, you are vulnerable to more stress. Let's move on to Exodus. 
Let me show you right before the first commandment. If you didn't know, remember the Sabbath day. That is one of the Ten Commandments that was given to us in Exodus. Right before that, in Exodus 16, the people of Israel, they have left the oppression of Egypt, and they're wandering the wilderness, and God has been providing food for them during this time. Specifically, God right now, he is providing bread from heaven. Doesn't that sound amazing? God, just drop off some Texas Roadhouse buns and the cinnamon butter because he's the God of more than enough. He is the God of abundance. And take that as provision, the kind of God that we serve. And he's giving this bread to them on the sixth day. Let's read this together. On the sixth day, Exodus 16, verses 22 through 26. It says, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread. Remember, I said you have to work harder on your days of work in order to rest more. It says two omers each, two daily portions each they were gathering on one day on the sixth day. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake, and boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. So they laid it aside till the morning as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day which is a Sabbath, there will be none. All right, so think about this. God, God says tomorrow's a day of solemn rest. It's a holy day. So get everything done today that you can. Make all the food that you can now and then let it sit there for tomorrow. And it didn't stink. It wasn't infested. There were no issues with it. Why? Because the Sabbath had been blessed by God. And this is a reminder, okay? The Sabbath is not, thankfully, today as severe as it was back then. All right, it's not a sin anymore. Next week, we're going to look at the New Testament, what it says about rest and the Sabbath. Like, it was so serious back then, you could be killed for working on the Sabbath. You could literally be stoned to death. Next week, we're going to look at what Jesus said. He said, man was not made for the Sabbath, Sabbath was made for the man. Meaning it's not about rules and regulations. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you rest. The Sabbath isn't about me, God said. It's about helping you. Because the Sabbath is to show you that you need to rest, but it's also meant to be a reminder that God, not you, God is the one who provides for you. He has the best for you. Our last point this morning, God's best is in his rest. His best for you is in his rest for you. You can't do this on your own. But if you're willing to rest and trust your life and your needs into the hands of God, I promise you it's in your best interest. Are you willing to say that that email can wait till tomorrow while I rest because I know God, God's got me. God is providing for me. 
And I don't, I don't understand all of it, okay? But it's the nature of God's kingdom. Somehow in God's kingdom, we can work better with six days as opposed to seven days. In God's kingdom, we can do more with 90% of our finances instead of 100% of our finances. I know that when I take a moment, whether it's 15 or 30 minutes or whatever it is, and I pray and I put God first in my day, God always redeems that time. You say you're too busy. I'm too busy not to pray. I'm too busy not to take a moment to put God first in my life. It's a matter of faith and trust in God, realizing that all we have, all that really belongs to God, right? We are simply stewards of our time and our money. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. But any time that I dedicate and I bless and I sanctify it to God, he always gives me his best. I've never regretted giving to God's kingdom. I've never regretted taking God-ordained rest. Is there more to get done? Sure, there always will be. What about tomorrow? What did Jesus say about tomorrow? Do you remember what he said? He said, let tomorrow, let tomorrow worry about itself. In other words, don't stress, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to come. There's going to be problems tomorrow, but you focus right here and right now. I have to take time to rest because I have to put my trust in God that he will be with me tomorrow. And I know God's best is in his rest right here, right now. And we struggle with that sometimes. And some of the people of Israel actually struggled with that too. They weren't trusting for God to provide for them. Remember verse 26, it says, Six days the people of Israel shall gather, but none on the seventh day. Look what happens next, verse 27. It says, On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain, each of you, in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. How often do we go looking for fulfillment where God has already told us we would not find any? I told you not to go into that relationship. Why did you? I told you you're not going to find your fulfillment. I told you not to buy that. You're looking for fulfillment there. How often do we go looking around where God has already told us there would not be provision? Taking a break means placing your trust, trusting that God will care for you. He will provide for you. When you go out looking for fulfillment where God has told you not to, it shows that you don't really put your trust in God. Success and self-dependence try to keep us from rest. Success tells us we have to keep going because it all depends on us. And if we stop, then the success stops. But the Sabbath is a rest, and it's a way of declaring that the world continues under the direction of God, not under our direction. God's best is in his rest. 
I don't understand all of God's principles. I don't, can't explain it to you all that well, but this one actually makes a lot of sense, right? Because how can you think your best? How can you be at your best without taking time to rest? Worship team, come join me. Seriously, think about that. How can you take time to think through every big decision, whether in your business or your family, if you don't take a moment to pause and rest and think? How can you love your spouse and your family if you don't take time to think about them? Think about what would bless them. How can you be healthy physically or mentally if you're not getting proper rest after working hard? There's one time where after church, I was, I think it was on a Wednesday night, we had a, we had a, a man sitting up at the front seat at Radiant Life and a friend of mine and kind of had his hands to his, to his head and you could tell he was struggling. I knew that he was going through some things work-wise, family-wise, marriage-wise. And I sat down with him and I didn't have all the answers for him. And the problem with this guy was not that he wasn't working hard. He was working very hard. In fact, he was working day and night every single day, probably 16 to 18 hours a day. I said, man, listen, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what everything you need and what your financial situation looks like, but I know there's no way that you can be doing everything with a spirit of excellence and working this hard every single day. You're gonna be struggling if you continue with this path. Like, you're not getting any sleep at night. You're gonna be irritable with your wife. Like, that's just a no-brainer. You're gonna struggle in conversations because you can't think clearly. You're not eating healthy. If you have a midnight Wendy's biggie bag every night, that's not gonna help you, right? Sometimes we put these band-aids in our lives, but really we just need to take a moment to rest and trust in God for our provision. You have to do all that you can do, but then you have to be willing to rest and entrust everything else to God because when you hurry you neglect when you overwork you stress God is the God of sustainability that's in his heart that's in his nature God doesn't burn people out would you stand with me this morning in his rest. When I think of God's rest and the best plan that he has for you, I think back to the garden. I think back to Genesis. That's how God initially created the world, right? And he said it was very good. Rest is an invitation to relax with God. In the beginning of time, it's believed that God would actually walk with Adam and Eve. That he would basically hold appointments to go and walk in the garden with Adam and Eve. You see that other times in scripture. If you remember Enoch, it says God walked with Enoch until God took him to heaven without dying. That God held appointments with his people to spend time with them. 
And I was reading a book called Addicted to Busy by Brady Boyd. And it said this, he says, you have not wandered so far east of Eden that God's rest is not near to you. It was a single critical missed appointment with God that thrust everything in the wrong direction. And it is a single critical kept appointment with him that will begin to set everything right. Before we leave this morning, I wanna give you an opportunity to not miss an opportunity, but to keep an appointment with God. So the worship team is gonna lead us in worship. And I invite you, if you're comfortable with it, to even come up to the front and dedicate this time as set apart to God. I'm gonna be up here need prayer for something, we'll do that in a moment, but I just want to take us, give us a moment to rest, invite the Holy Spirit into this time to worship and seek Him in rest. Let's pray. God, we thank You for this time together. We thank You that You have blessed us with rest. And God, right now, I pray a blessing and a sanctification over this time. Let it be set apart to put our mind, our thoughts on you today. So God, we thank you for this time we dedicate it to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. The gathering is a place where you can belong to a church that loves you, believe in the God who is bigger than you, and become who God created you to be. For updates, service times, or ways to get involved, check out thegathering.online. And if you enjoyed listening today, consider rating it or sharing it with a friend. We love you. The best is yet to come.